and I'm bleeding, like at first it's just a little drop. And then it's like, bro, I see my whole hand covered in blood. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, bro, what did I do? What did I do? And then like, I like am laying on, I walk back and I'm laying on the ground and my, I hear my friend saying like, he was such a good guy. He was such a good kid. <laughs> like he just, he couldn't let go of the drugs. He was such a good kid. And I'm like, bro, I'm dead. Like, yo, like, I, like I hear him calling like the ambulance. Like I'm thinking he's calling the ambulance. And then somehow, I don't know how, bro, but like I started moving backwards through time. Like, okay. and it was like, you know, you ever see like a long exposure photo where you can see like the person moving from one side of the photo to the other side, right? Yeah. So it was like that, but in reverse. So I'm like, <laughs> like in my own path. And then I unhit the mirror. And like, oh, guys, like, bro, like, I'm sorry. Like, what just happened? And they're like, we don't know what you're talking about. But the next day, the mirror was broken. So that okay. did happen. At some okay, time. okay, okay. But I did not have a cut on my head at all. my thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found or the questions we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview through research, or not through research anymore. I cut that out. Um, I just can't do it because you're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm going to finish it right there. Uh, explore and expand our worldview and ask what's my thesis. And today, my guest is Ian McDaniel. And I didn't even have to ask him how to pronounce it because I know this, this guy, this guy. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, bro. How about yourself? It, that was fun to do it in front of you because <laughs> you don't know me in this context at all. A lot of people have seen the show and I've never done it. I'm, they may already know the intro, They're li- but like that's hilarious. It's I- different in person because like when I'm listening to it, it's like, okay, I'm listening to a podcast. But when I'm watching yeah. you, it's like, oh, snap. This is like Javier who I know and he's like a real like podcast guys it's crazy (laughs) that's up for debate we'll see uh (laughs) we're working on it so for people that don't know you do do you go by a moniker or or you just go by ian mcdaniel i just go by ian mcdaniel i tried like two monikers and they were both kind of like so i just are you are are they are they fun embarrassing where you would be willing to share them no, if you, <laughs> if you want to dig deep, you can go find it. How about that? <laughs> so it's buried. Yes. <laughs> All right, cool, man. And so we know each other from work, but we actually worked through uh, COVID together when there were very few people at our job. And uh, you helped me out on a lot of shit. And I just think that you're just like a nice genuine dude and i like our dynamic because i'm kind of like uh a proud sinner <laughs> Yo, not like yeah. a heathenist but like right. i kind of lean into like evil stuff like you know like i'm kind of uh, in that like posery metal way you know like i don't go out and hurt people right. but like but there have been a few times where you've been like dude i'm getting out of here <laughs> like yeah. y'all are sinners like uh, in conversations at work which cracks me up that makes me it's like without that i couldn't be a bad boy you get what i'm saying right like, <laughs> oh that's funny 
but we are going to talk about being bad kids at some point, I think, right? We, we are we doing this? Are we? Oh, are we're you doing this. Okay, go cool. As far as you, Don Wilkley. <laughs> All right, cool. Because I got, to, I was like thinking, I haven't thought about this in a while, but uh, but ba- okay. Before we get into like uh, ruining our reputations, right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the managers, and this is going to be interesting. We're going to have to be like uh, diplomatic about it too, because. Like a lot of people are hurt by this shit, right? Like okay. when we, but um, one of the managers at at, at this at, at where we where we both work that shall the the place that shall not be named. Um, I was like talking about how like in Miami, like everybody knows what good cocaine is, right? Like it's just like something that you know. And for people at home that don't know, it's uh, yellow and it's chunky because that means it hasn't been stepped on a lot. So. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him I was like um I was yeah I told him like uh, like that and he was like oh I'm so happy you're out of that and I was like no dude like I had fun it wasn't like but I know for a lot of people so every first of all I think we should say every story is going to be allegedly right yes yeah <laughs> we may be yeah. let's just say uh even though we probably won't be there may be some embellishment there in case oh, no I, let's just say it's all embellishment and it's yeah, all bullshit, okay. and we're 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 coming up with narratives to uh like it's like the uh, in the rap game where you like trying to get street cred. We're only trying to get fake street cred. None of this actually happened. Is that how does that sound? That, that sounds great. I hope <laughs> I have tons of street cred after this. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell us a little bit about you as a music, like as an artist and stuff. You're you're a musician. I was just jamming to some of your tunes. You also produce. I do. Um, so yeah, I mean, I go by my name, Ian McDaniel. I put out an album, my first album in 2017. Oh. I, yeah. So that album that that track is on, um, you that that's an older album. So I put that out in 2017. Since then, I've put out like two beat tapes. One was a collaboration. And I've just produced for tons of different people here and there. And uh, lately, the last about year and a half, two years since I've lived here in California, I've really focused in on being an engineer. Um, and I still produce for people and I still make my own stuff. Um, and I put one of those beat tapes out since I've been here, but I really focus on helping other artists get their sound nice and crispy and clear, you know? And that, and speaking of that, I'm going to point out, like, uh, can you spot all the things that, that are from work? <laughs> in the Tons. Tons. and i see we we talk we will have to nerd out about the push at some point oh, yeah, yeah yeah no we we'll have definitely time, get it. but i see you have the push and you have it on the stand and it's just yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then i have the hs it's also recommended by you uh hey. do you know what this is i, I have i shown you this no it's uh, uh it's putting out my guitar it's a strat so it's I, I finally i went and i got myself an american pro Oh, let's go. <laughs> okay, I see you, bro. Living the good life, fam. So, yeah, that was like my birthday to me, present to me. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, and I see that you have some uh, congas and timbales in the background. You, yeah. I see your little push is, is po- po- coming through the corner. You're yeah, the one who sold me on the push. Yeah, that's what I'm able to right here. Um, yeah, Ableton, dude. Hey, sponsor <laughs> us. Ableton sponsor us. Um, and the, there's just a litany of gear in here. I, I could go on and on and on and on. But the newest edition was my J45. I bought that last week. And a I'm Gibson? Yeah. 
Oh my God! So yeah. you got yourself a J forty five is an acoustic Gibson that runs for like how much? How much do you pay for that? I'm sorry, that's so tacky to, of me to ask. But no, like. I mean I think it's valid because <laughs> it, it's yeah. There's a lot of gear in here. Please don't rob me, anybody. Who's <laughs> um, well, you don't. You live nowhere. You just like kind of exist in the in an, in the ether. Yeah, I'm just on the internet. I actually work via an iPad, and they roll me around the store. <laughs> 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 but yeah, um, dude, I would totally be de- just to have you there more often. I would love to. I mean, let's let's talk to the managers. Let's get this going. Um, but the J forty five, I think they retail at like twenty eight hundred. And we got a um, discount. You don't have to say how much you paid for it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got it. We get a pretty decent discount. Um, so so yeah, man, that's cool. And and uh, you so that people know you also like make stuff on uh, NPCs. You're like well versed in like like you do play with like archaic or not archaic. Oof. Sorry. Damn! Don't at me in the comments. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I, analog, analog was the word I was looking for. <laughs> okay, damn, rip my heart out, man. Jeez. But to some degree, the, uh, the I think the reason I said archaic is because to some degree you do like the challenge of like reading a manual and understanding how, like you know. Yeah. No, I definitely do. Like, I mean, just grab this because it's handy. Um. This is like my favorite sampler probably of all time, the Roland SP 555. Okay. Great sampler. A lot of cats like that are into the lo-fi and the older boom bap kind of steez. They a lot of cats get a 404. I got the 555. It's the same thing with a few more tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could go on and on and on about that stuff too, but just because I had this handy, I wanted to show it to you. So. Yeah, well, that's the one that like a lot of hip hop was made in back in the day, right? Because it, 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 there was something about the way that it recorded, or was it was there a different one that would like for all the New York hip hop? All of that's that's mainly like MPC driven. MPC. Okay. Um, the 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 four hundred four and the five fifty five are great for like live performance, and you can make beats on them too. I mean. Mm-hmm. There's tons of cats I could go on and oh, on. The 404 is that really narrow one that comes with all the skins that people put on top of, like that, exactly. you know, that has exactly. like the auto filters on and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. And this is like its big brother. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so you play with the, you, you, are you doing any live stuff recently? You did a band, you played with your band? Yeah, I, um, I was just too tired, man. <laughs> no, I understand, dude. Like, trust but me. I, I, you're gonna be out there, so I'm definitely gonna try to make it out. Yeah, we'll be out here, man. Um, that group I played with a singer named um, Taya Angelique, super talented singer. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know when I'll be playing with her again, but uh, yeah, we did that. That was just last week, and uh, for my own stuff. I don't have anything lined up right now, but now that stuff is like opening back up, all like the beat scene stuff is back and popping. So you'll see me out here soon for sure. So beat scene, what do you mean? Like, are you doing beat battles and stuff like that? Or is it more, um, more like lineups of people? Are you finger drumming live? No, that's not really my Steve. I, know <laughs> I would like to be much cooler and better at those kind of things. Um, it would just be like lineups of beat people. Like, I mean, LA here. Those are still fun, man. It's super yeah. fun. I mean, yeah. and that's, this is like kind of the mecca for the beat scene. I mean, you got cats, tons of cats. DiBiase is one of my favorites. He's like been in the scene since like, shoot, probably as soon as I was born. I, mean, I was born in 94. He, yeah, he was like doing all that stuff back then. So, I mean, there's tons of legends. That's a moniker. Not, that's not Ted DiBiase, right? 
No, that's not. He's a baseball player, isn't he? (laughs) No, that's not him. It's a moniker. um, I think from him. But yeah, (laughs) it'd be amazing if if he just like was also, you know, (laughs) it's like an old old man too, isn't he? Like, yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I enjoyed the fantasy. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Um, I interrupted you. Do you remember what you were saying? Oh yeah, LA beat scene, super dope. Tons of great producer. I mean, like Flying Lotus is one of the like, the biggest ones, you know. Yeah, uh, I've heard at, that name. That scene. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, that's that's why I'm here, dude. This is the mecca for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. And where are you from originally? Because now we're gonna start getting into our topic. But go ahead. Right. Um. So I am from Ohio by way of Alabama, as people say. Okay. Um, so I lived in Alabama, like until I was like five and then I moved to what well, and then a short stint in Georgia then I moved to Ohio grew up there from first grade through high school and then went to college down in Alabama roll tide uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I moved out here so. yeah and then how, how old were you when you moved out here did you get married out in Alabama or over here yeah so I came out here in 2016 for an internship uh, at this studio in Long Beach called Sound and Vibe. And that's where I met my wife. And then nine months later, we were married. She moved back to Alabama with me. We stayed there for two years. Okay. And then we moved up back over here. That's why I wasn't clear on the, the timeline. Because I was like, did you guys meet? I knew that she had lived out there. <clears throat> yeah. But there's not a lot. I mean, I don't know. Actually, I don't know the demographics of Alabama. I just know the perceived demographics of Alabama. And I don't, didn't imagine that there were like a lot of Latinos. <laughs> no, not, not like here. Um, yeah. yeah. I never <laughs> experienced this level of Latin culture until I moved here. Yeah. yeah cool. Sure. Yeah. So it's like, uh, cause in Florida, it was always like a long drive to find like, you know, a, a long drive through the South, let's say to just get to like places where you're like, you didn't get weird questions when you got pulled over and they looked at your name and you were like, they were like, Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine like Javier. Like, what is it? <laughs> what is and that? The last name, you, do you know my last name? Proenza. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, it's okay if you didn't. It's, yeah. I, but I, I'm like, that's like, that's also uh, one that trips people up. But yeah, man. All right. So we're going to talk into the uh, allegedly territory. Should I step in first? Is it it, it, would that be like the most appropriate way? Because the other thing I was going to be was like, hey, when did you start loving drugs? (laughs) (laughs) You can go first. I don't mind. All right, cool. So so I mean, I'm I, I was a pretty bad kid in terms of like. And I think that that's kind of where I identify with that, like, um, sort of like uh, miscreant, mischief maker, kind of like, you know, like the the person that's just like, because like in my family, I was definitely the one that smoked pot first, you know, and then when other people smoke pot, they, they didn't carry the same stigma, right? Right. <laughs> so I think that. But then uh, I also lived in Miami, so there was a lot of crazy shit, crazy opportunities to do a lot of dumb stuff. So before we get into like the legally incriminating stuff that didn't happen, (laughs) I guess I'll start with the story of like, like, uh, I don't know. Were you were you ever into opiates? Because that was what was big in uh, in. Yeah, like, like, Um, like Oxy and stuff. 
Yeah, in Ohio, it's really big. I never did them when I was away at school, but only when I was at home. I mean, I was a big snorter, so I mean, perks, yes. perk tens, that was just the way to go, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember when Oxys came out, they were like, an inconvenience because you had to take like you had to crush them and then you had to like take them out but for me i always did that stuff and i I, like and it was fun to some degree but it was like uh, you know opiates and all of that shit was never really my favorite thing i don't know was that for you or like because i definitely anything you could snort (laughs) yeah i mean it was anything i could snort but I would say I'm definitely way more fond of stimulants and psychedelics when I was doing drugs. I'm sober now, guys, five years sober. Um, And congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. It'll be five years in two weeks, uh, July 15th. So thank God for that. We can get to that later. Yeah, we can totally talk about that. Um, But yeah, um, it was psychedelics and stimulants mainly for me. Psychedelics? yeah that was what like, were your favorite psychedelics i mean that we can start there because that's a little bit more accessible we don't have to get into the grime just, just yet right the, the dirty drugs <laughs> <laughs> keep it nice and hippie fied okay well i just uh-huh. did some recently so i'm i'm still like it, it it does give you like a a little something where you're just like i don't know you, you're more tolerant of bullshit but you're also better at identifying and just like not caving a shit you know so it's 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 a magical cure. But what what did you like to do? Um, so I was a big fan of I mean LSD, obviously. Uh, shrooms were always nice to me. Yeah. Never had like a scary experience or a bad experience with those. Some very interesting experience, but never bad. And there was a time where uh, this is a story that I'm creating, but where we were getting uh, things off the internet. So we're getting a lot of research chemicals, uh, a lot of phenethylamines. Like, so we were getting a lot of 25i, which is like, I think it's like an analog of mescaline or something like that, that this guy, Alexander Shulgin created. Um, And we were selling that. And um, I did that a lot. And it was, it's kind of gross, but it was the first psychedelic that I ever did. So it always kind of had a special place for me. What makes it gross? Just the it's experience not, is a little grimier. The experience is a little grimier. It's like not clean. It's like it's not pure. You can feel like there's this like I can't describe it in words. I'm so that's why I do music, guys. I'm sorry. But um, <laughs> it's just like this nasty claws on top of this euphoria. It's just like oh okay. I don't know how to describe it. There's like a darkness there. Yeah. Uh, for sure. But you said you just recently did. So what'd you do? I just did some mushrooms and went out. I found like the most isolated fucking hike in all of Los Angeles that I've ever been on. And and like I was like there were points where I was like, all right, let's start going back towards civilization because I was trying to keep the balance of like not being entirely by myself and freaking out and not being around people and freaking out when I was like peeking as hard as I could. Right. But um but yeah, it was fun. It was it was a great experience. I mean, there were only a couple times where I just had like to remind myself not to panic and that I was just on drugs. Like, right. you know. but uh, but I've definitely had some fucked up experiences on mushroom. Like there was a time where I uh, so I had a friend that just started uh, got a hold of allegedly got a hold of some spores 
Right. <laughs> Allegedly that he was my friend too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or that I ever knew him or right. that any illegal activity happened around me. But <laughs> so he got he got a bunch of that and he just started growing them in a uh well, I don't wanna it's kind of weird because it's someone else's operation. So I don't wanna get into the details of how it went down. Right, you know, right, right, like right. uh um so someone, especially since I don't know this person at all and we've never met and we weren't friends and this never happened. But so, so I got a bunch of that and I got like, I just started doing them. Like the thing about psychedelics like that is that you can't do them every day, right? Like you, you're just, your tolerance is, or whatever happens, I don't know how it works, but like if you eat the same amount of mushrooms the next day, they'll do nothing to you. Right. right? So I would kind of try to space it out as much as possible. And I think I could do it like every weekend Mm-hmm. And like, that sounds like fun, <laughs> but by the end of it, I was having some like issues with reality, you know? And like, I felt kind of like a hollowed out shell. It was, it mm. wasn't that I was having like bad trips. It was just overall like the cumulative effect of doing it that much. Like, you know, and it's not an addictive drug. It was just like, oh. I just wanted to have fucking fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I would do it alone and like, I would just do it like I would be hanging out with people that didn't want to do mushrooms and I'd just be like on them, you know, and like it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a thing like, you know, it was yeah. like because I, I mean, it's not like I was. Well, I mean, in some cases I was peaking pretty hard, but like there were a couple of times where I was like, hey, can we not talk about that? Like child murder right now, <laughs> you know, one time there was a there were people we were sitting around and like and there were people talking about like um just like a pedophile and like him laughing about telling the story and i was like uh, of like how he killed some kids and i was like hey can we like cut it out (laughs) (laughs) tripping or not tripping can we just not yeah i mean yeah yeah, like yes but also especially when you're tripping you don't want to be like hey yeah there are evils in the world aren't there (laughs) (laughs) let's highlight them and talk about them in detail right now (laughs) but yeah so so yeah man we also like one of my things I, that we did when I was a kid because it was Miami. Um, it, like uh, we used to just take roofies for fun, right? And and y'all like, used to roofie yourself. Yeah, and, and nutty like would, actual like GHB or what kind of roofie? No, 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 like roof rohypnol. Oh, I got you. Like okay, the thing yeah. that was like, uh, it's actually, I looked it up. It's actually still legal in some places. It's only Americans that made it like a date rape thing, you know? Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Like, uh, so, so that, but, but we used to just do it. And like, that's like how I introduce my griminess to people that I'm like, I've dated, <laughs> you know, where I'm like, Hey, you know, so like, I used to do roofies as a, as a kid. Like that's like kind of the, <laughs> the extent of like my childhood. What? <laughs> and then you have to explain it's like, you know, but then you also like figure out like things about people where it's like, basically what I'm telling you is that I had a bit of a fucked up childhood, you know, like, or teens, like, right. Like I was, I was fucking fucking with that shit. It was normalized around us. And like, it wasn't, we weren't drugging each other. It wasn't like, it was just like, Oh, these things are fun. And if you drink on them, it can be even funner. Right. Right. (laughs) But like, sometimes people, people were like, or I've had one woman that I was like, okay, you're weird. Like, tell me, ask me if I was like, 
if I ever kept them to drug women. And I was like, oh, come on, dude. (laughs) You didn't hear the story. You got your own paranoias. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Yeah. That's a tough, because obviously the certain drugs. The hype. Yeah. yeah, A hype or an idea that society has put on them. You know, hippies take acid. So you're going to think you're a cup of orange juice or something stupid, you know. And I guess for her, it was like, well, roofies that means you're gonna like try to drug women that is, you wouldn't do that as a recreation yeah. drug, like but I, I in fairness she was uh like uh, one of the things was that she like i called her an adorable narc like to playfully call out this kind of shit right <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh you're a square so it's not like you know like i think we were just like our experiences were very far apart you know we had other things in common but like but sometimes like, you know, like, I don't know. I do. I am. I, 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 it's part of my identity, right? Like I don't want to hide that shit. And like, I'm kind of proud of it. Like, cause I survived it in some degree. I, you know, you know, the kind of grimy places you end up. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely deep and it definitely, I think, especially like in a dating situation, like I like to share all of my grime. I mean, I'm married now, but I would prefer to share all of the the darkest thing I can right up front. So then it's like, you know, if you can deal with this level of depravity, then okay, (laughs) I guess you can deal with me and we can build on something. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, so tell me, so, so any, 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 uh, any stories of bad experiences on drugs? Those tend to be interesting. So I'm going there. Yeah. um, I mean, quite a few, I was just doing, so much of it at one time at one point I was just tripping like maybe not every weekend but maybe every other weekend maybe every weekend for a while there and then it was like things got a little too real and I stopped for a while then it was like every other weekend and there was a summer in 20 had to be summer of 2012 I lived with a buddy of mine who I made some music with and it's a possibility that allegedly we did lots and lots of acid throughout that summer and there was one particular time I took three hits and dude I don't know what happened but like we were watching Avatar and it just got it just got real bro like not the last airbender but uh yeah yeah, yeah. no I, I figured yeah uh, yeah 2012 I what did you say blue people yeah the blue <laughs> people um, and we were watching that and we were hanging with his girlfriend and stuff and like I don't know what happened but things just started going off the wall like I saw, like, imagine, like, one of those graphic screensavers that, like, when they play the music back when you had, like, Windows Media Player. Uh-huh. So imagine that. And it was, like, a series of, like, a three-by-three three of, like, wormhole shapes. And it was pulling in all the light in the room. And then it was, like, these big black balls that had all the light in the room. And it was multiplying, like a like a big square, like, three-by-three three, then you know, six by six, then nine by nine, and just bigger and bigger, bigger. And I I wasn't a person anymore. You know what I mean? I was this thing. It was me. And like, I would like go inside one of the balls and get spit out. And I was like a fly. Like I was a fly, you know what I'm saying? And then I was a horse. Then I was like a porn star in the eighties, (laughs) very weird situation. And then I come back to myself and I'm like, yo guys, like, we're, we're all connected, bro. Like, like I'm trying to tell them what's going on. And they're like, bro, you're just tripping. Like, you need to come <laughs> There's neighbors. I'm screaming this shit. They're like, excuse my language. But <laughs> like, it's, uh, it's neighbors. You know, there's neighbors. 
Um, and um, after that, I started to calm down. Then my friend walks up the stairs and then he walks in from outside. Now the upstairs and outside patio are not connected. So there's just like weird MC Escher type stuff <laughs> going on. And I got the idea that like, bro, I have the ability to phase through walls. And I knew I didn't at the back of my mind, but I was like, I won't know unless I try. And I have to try with all of my might because if I can believe it, I can achieve it type, you know? And I run into the wall and there's like a mirror and I run into the mirror and I hit my head and the mirror breaks mm-hmm. and I'm bleeding. Like at first it's just a little drop. And then it's like, bro, I see my whole hand covered in blood. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, bro, what did I do? What did I do? And then like, I like am laying on, I walk back and I'm laying on the ground and my, I hear my friend saying like, he was such a good guy. He was such <laughs> a good kid. Like he just, he couldn't let go of the drugs. He was such a good kid. And I'm like, bro, I'm dead. Like, yo, like, I, like I hear him calling like the ambulance. Like I'm thinking he's calling the ambulance. And then somehow, I don't know how, bro, but like I started moving backwards through time. Like, okay. and it was like, you know, you ever see like a long exposure photo where you can see like the person moving from one side of the photo to the other side, right? Yeah. So it was like that, but in reverse. So I'm like, <laughs> like within my own path and then i unhit the mirror and like, oh guys like bro like i'm sorry like what just happened and they're like we don't know what you're talking about but the next day the mirror was broken so that okay. did happen at some okay point. okay okay but i did not have a cut on my head at all yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it was just weird but like stuff like that and then i mean other mirrors are a trip man go ahead yeah, I mean, dude, it's a it's a trip, bro. I mean, I had another situation where I got, I feel like, I don't know what happened, but I got locked outside of my body. Um, and I was like looking at myself in third person and I could not like move. It was like some sleep paralysis type stuff, but I was tripping. And then like, for some reason, I was like, bro, I'm in hell. Like, yeah. this is hell. Like, I'm dead and I want to be alive and I can't get back to my body. And like, and this is where I am going to bring Jesus up because I love That's Jesus. Okay. Jesus saved my life. But I dude, I called on other gods, bro, because I was really big into Hinduism at that. Well, Western Hinduism, white people Hinduism, you know, like Ram Dass. This is all shit about you. I do not know. I know (laughs) you're such a psychedelic hip, but it makes sense. I know a lot of people that had like that that got into like more like quote unquote like addictive drugs that also love to trip. So this totally makes sense, and it and it actually makes sense a lot about how you are, just like your vibe, dude. Like you know, you're like just a gentle dude. So I anyway, I'm tripping out. Go ahead, go ahead. You know, I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, God is good. Um, but like I called on these other guys. Like I was real big into Ram Dass and stuff. So I was like mm. Krishna, Vishnu. Like. I don't even remember. I was into some other shit. I was calling on random shit, like, yeah, and yeah. nothing worked. And then I called on the name of Jesus, and bro, I was like, boom, I'm in my body, and mm. I was alive again. But something happened where, like, I personally feel like it was the Holy Spirit. I feel like it was God telling me, like, bro, if you don't flush the rest, of- I had like two hundred dollars worth of acid, and of the same stuff that I had. And they were like, bro, if you don't flush it, you won't stop tripping. Like, you have to flush this. And I flushed it. <laughs> And as soon as I flushed it, like I started like coming down and like everything was cool. And I still did trip after that. And I still wasn't really a Christian, but that always stayed with me. Like, yeah, yeah, bro, I don't know. Maybe the Jesus thing is real. So were you at any point mad at Jesus for for making you flush the, the drugs? 
a little bit, bro. It was a lot of money, man. You know, at the time, $200 to me was a lot of money, you know? Bro, it's not just the $200. It's the fucking effort, like, to get that shit. Like, you got to go to some weird places sometimes, man. It ain't always good people that do illegal shit, right? <laughs> That's usually it's not. And, like, I already had some, like, I was going to sell half of it. It was already, like, in the book. So I had to, like, tell that person the next day, like, bro, like, it's just a yeah, whole situation yeah. like that. You didn't need to take that. Like, don't worry about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Have you ever done uh, Special K? Yes. Um, okay. I mean, dealing with hippies, of, of course. Uh, uh-huh. Going to jam band concerts and all So that you were stuff. into jam bands, bro? Yeah, bro. Like, uh, I saw Fish on my 21st birthday. What'd you see? Um, what show? Where, where was this? Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They actually came okay. to Tuscaloosa. I, uh, I, I, I saw a few fish shows. I was never a fish fan, but my, my friend, I had a friend like when I was a kid, I was really shy. Like I was not anything. What? Like I am not, you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It like, it, it, I was just like super like mentally ill. I like, you know, just like very depressed. And, and so I had a friend like I, in, in high school, I barely talked to people. People thought that I thought I was better than them, but I was just like terrified of them, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) like. yeah, just like serious. (laughs) I mean, I had friends and stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm overselling it, but like to strangers and like, like people would take me to meet new people and like, I'd be the one that didn't talk, you know, like that was my vibe. And then slowly, like I would see those same people again and then I'd start to get comfortable with them. Right. But like, I wasn't like, uh, it was nothing like I am now, (laughs) but my, my homie, my homie, uh, I don't know if you know who Neil Cassidy is, but it sounds like you might. Uh, Neil Cassidy was like, uh, forget, I think he was, it's part of the, uh, it's been so long, but I think he was like an inspiration to like a lot of people in the, from the beats and later on in like, the, you know, he was just kind of um, a guy that, uh, or maybe Neil Cassidy is the version that is in, he, it's one of the characters in On the Road is Neil Cassidy. And so he's like a really intense dude. So this guy is pretty intense. He's still around. Like, uh, thank God, because he did end up having uh, allegedly a serious um, heroin problem. And we did know, like, so this is where shit gets real. Like, we did know some people that died uh, because of, like, overdoses and stuff. So uh, uh, shout out to their families. Like, definitely, you know, like, this shit is, it's, it, that's also part of what makes it so much fun. It's dangerous, right? Like that's true. Yeah, but um, so what's it called? So yeah, so he he was kind of the person that like he was my best friend essentially at the time. We kind of we. It's not that we're not friends anymore. It's just that he's gone on his whole trip uh, or, or in his whole new direction where he's right. like completely sober and he lives in a different city. So like we we check in whenever I'm in town, but not like you know. It's not like uh we're catching up and 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 all that he's also married and you know how that shit goes yeah, right I but uh it's I, I still love him to death and i i would never trade any experience that i had with him but he would also he would just kind of take us in these wild adventures and um <clears throat> and so that's how like i ended up doing half of this crazy shit and just ending up in rooms where i was like what the fuck is going on here you know, like, and then, and, and what I always like to say when I'm talking about this to people is that like the first few times you just don't say shit and, and, and like, you're just kind of like, 
but it becomes normal to you. And then you yeah. just become part of that scene, right? Like you're not like, <laughs> but this guy in particular was, had an ability to just find the grimiest people. And like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. he could, any city you dropped us in, he could find drugs, right? right. Like <laughs> That is a skill for those, like that is a skill, bro. To be able to go anywhere and find drugs, not only drugs, but like specific drugs and even to find them at decent quality or not get like robbed when you buy them. That's a huge, that's a major skill. Yeah. That's a skill. So one of the more fun memories that I had with him is that we went down to, um, what's it called, to the Florida Keys, and we had a whole bunch of oxy and a whole bunch of cocaine, like an eight ball, uh, and and we just spent the whole weekend chilling, just like on hammocks and like just hanging out, being high and low at the same time, and <laughs> like just snorting, snorting all fucking weekend like like fucking cartoonish uh, uh like right it's not like it was a mound because an eight ball isn't that much but when you're combining that with oxys and you're just like little here little here you're just like oh, you know but like yeah man i know that one of the things that I, it's it's almost like a secret handshake that i know now that we both have especially when we see each other at work and we lock eyes is like the just like i know you know what it's like to have a dollar bill with crushed up powder inside of it after, you know, after you smashed it with a lighter or something. And it's like, it's a glorious thing to, you know, like you can't understate how much fun that motherfucking thing is. Right. Whether it's mm -hmm. Xanax or anything like that, you know, like. <laughs> I couldn't do it today, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, what's that? I wouldn't do it today, but I yes. wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, mean, I don't snort shit at all anymore. Like this is all retired, you know. Like, right, I, right. I, like the the idea of just having a runny nose and like, like it's kind of gross, dude. Like the drip, <laughs> like as your mucus is dropping, it's like you you know, <laughs> it's amazing, but it's also like disgusting. <laughs> that like numbness. Uh, but yeah, it's, and then um, go ahead. Do you, do you have any 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 other like I guess at this point we're trading dangerously fun stories of doing like drugs that hurt people. Well, I want to hear about this finding random grimy people in a weird city. Oh, that's a good question. Like, uh, you know, um, I, there were definitely a few times that people wanted to hang out with me, and I was like down to hang out with them. But like I, I just flaked on them just because there was like it, there was the the coke scene. Like I guess sniffing out like <laughs> no pun intended. It's hard to find. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard to find like people to do coke with, right? Like. Like, it's not because everybody <laughs> wants to do coke with you, but, like, legit people that, like, aren't sketchy. And, like, it just kind of makes you sketchy, right? Like, yeah. you know, like, uh, I don't know if it would be different if it was, if it was legal, right? Like, because uh, the, the pot scene, scene seems to be different. And, like, you know, especially if you're dealing with people that have addictions and you're, like, giving them treatment. I don't know. I don't know anything about, like, heroin treatment, so I'm not going to say, like, because I I I I imagine that methadone might has its detractors as well and shit like that. But you know, yeah, when it comes to like methadone and suboxone and stuff, people in the recovery community are like really divided about these things. I never did. I was never addicted to heroin. I don't think. No, I never did. Well, I never knowingly did heroin. Yeah. Um, Same here. 
right? So, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't really say anything about it, but in the recovery community, it is like a really like hot button topic. No, I mean, I, I had a friend, like I said, I had a couple of friends, but like, and you just don't know what to do, like when that happens. So, uh, and, and it is one of those things of like, you don't understand because like it, it never like Oxy didn't make me do like, I, I would go out and hang out with, uh, this guy and we would go out and we would do blow. And then the next day I would come by and say hello. And he was still doing blow. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) You're not tired. (laughs) Of course I'm not. (laughs) But, but to, 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 to answer the shady people, like, uh, there were more than a few times that people were freebasing stuff. And it's not, it's not that I am be like, I don't mean that to be a judgmental thing. It like, you know, um, I just, there was always this dynamic in these situations where you would hang out with people and you'd kind of know them and they would seem cool, but then you would like open a whole new door and, 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 and then you'd see that door and you'd be like, oh, and that always happened with like people that, that were doing blow. Like, you know, that being said, people that were doing it a lot, right? And I think it does create a psychosis and shit. So that's like legit, right? Yeah. For a night though, it's kind of (laughs) great. But I would be too afraid of just like having a heart attack at this point. You know, I like my body can't do the shit I used to do to it. (laughs) Right, bro. Oh, bro, I feel you on that. I'm like, sometimes I drink too much coffee and I was like, bro, I can't believe I used to like do coke and adderall like at the same time like what was i doing like i can barely drink a a nitro from starbucks without dying yeah i can't i you know i also have this like weird thing where i was like never into caffeine you know like i did yeah like i essentially licked a toilet i mean metaphorically in terms of doing drugs uh but like yeah i I, i've I've never been a caffeine person i mean i'll drink it i'm not like a mormon or anything about it but (laughs) (laughs) yo that's great mormons yeah that's true (laughs) but okay well so then like do you want to cover maybe a little bit of your experiences with weird people because it seems like i I mean for me it just I, i just stopped hanging out in certain settings, right? right? Uh and I definitely knew a lot of people that were like in shoot mainlining uh coke and stuff like that. It's Miami, right? Yeah. Like grow mm-hmm. the fuck up if that makes you uncomfortable. Like <laughs> that <laughs> shit happens. It's Miami food. It's Miami, bro. Like that's <laughs> one of the only things Miami is that and sex and then clubs and that's it. Like right? in terms yeah. of that is the culture, right? And I live there, so don't don't at me or at me. Let's make some controversy in the comments, bro. Let's <laughs> right? get this YouTube shit happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, man. So like did you have any weird experiences that like um, definitely. Like, so when I was in college, I was living with a guy. And as far as I know, this guy's clean now too. So good for him. But I was living with the guy and he was doing meth. Now meth was like the end of the line for me. That's when I started getting clean was shortly after I was on meth. I was only on meth for like maybe eight months and like hard for like six of those months. Um, but I did it with someone very close to me. I won't say the yeah, yeah no, no. To me. we don't yeah. name names on this one. Yeah, that'd be too much. <laughs> but um, I did it with somebody close to me because I was already doing like Adderall and Vivance and stuff like all the time. And I was like, well, it's cheaper and it's supposed to last longer. So 
after that first line, the first time, and I, bro, off of like two lines of this meth, I was up for like three and a half days. And I was like, bro, this right here is the new wave. Like, <laughs> everything I was doing before, like, this is it, bro. It's cheaper and I'm going, like, I'm good. Um, so lo and behold, this was during the summer before I went to, uh, went back to school this year. And then I go to school, lo and behold, my roommate, he's a local, he's doing meth. He's got a bunch of friends who are doing meth. So it's perfect, perfect timing. I think God, this is what city, this is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. So this is Tuscaloosa, Alabama. And so we were, I mean, this is when I was allegedly getting lots of things off the deep web and we were selling them and different stuff like that. And he was also on the deep web. He had his own operation. I had me and my homie had our own operation and this guy would just have the sketchiest friends, but there's this one kid who, I mean, bro, this dude would legit. And like, he would take micro naps, like in, for people who don't know what that is, like your brain kind of shuts off for a few minutes and comes back on. So you're not up for two weeks. If you're up for two weeks, that's not possible, even with drugs. Um, but there was this guy there and he would be up for like steadily doing meth for like 20 days at a time, like 14 days at a time, you know? And so he always thought the cops were coming after him. Sometimes they were. And he would come back to our dorm, like with cops following him and stuff like that. I'd be like, bro, like, I'm selling dope. Like you can't be oh, Jesus, having your yeah. friends like come over here with hot. Cause like I was a very like low key. I, I knew I sold enough so I could get high for free. You know what I'm saying? And I knew how to do it. But anyway, this one particular kid, um, I come home one day, my roommate's not there. He's there chilling in our, uh, one of the other roommates rooms. So we had, it was three of us in there. We chased the other guy out. Cause he was, no. it was too crazy. He was like yeah, a normal yeah. person. You know what I mean? Just trying yeah. to study. And like, you know, go to college. Like, <laughs> um, and you no know, idea he, what the fuck he was getting into. Right? Like, dude, they would terrorize this kid at night. They would like yell his name. It was weird. But I walk into the room and I see him. And I'm like, bro, what are you doing here? Like, he's not here. Like, I don't really, they were trying to steal my stuff all the time. So I was like, why are you here? He turns around and his eyeball is like this big, bro. Mm-hmm. Just and one was, or both of them? Just one. And I'm like, it's coming out of his face, like damn near, like not off like the little dangling part, but like it's bulging out of his head. And I'm like, bro, what's going on? He's like, bro, I think I shot this stuff wrong, blah, blah, blah. So like he was shooting the meth. And I guess, I don't know how the science worked. It was like a bubble or something, but his eye was like, and when I saw that, I was like, you know, and again, no offense to people who shot it or anything like that. Um, because, I mean, when I was on it, I always felt superior because I'm a snorter. I don't smoke meth and I don't shoot meth. I just snorted. I am I am <laughs> superior. I'm not really an addict. Like, bro, you're doing it every day. But, uh, <laughs> I love the – wait, did you say you don't smoke it? No, I only smoked it once and it was so – Hold awful. on. That, to me, that's so funny because that's like drug person – like because I know these kinds of thinkings, right? Like, right. So, so I'm not shitting on you at all. But that – I just want to point out like that's the kind of thinking you do when you're partying is, is like, <laughs> okay, no, no. <laughs> Snorting is less worse than smoking. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? Like that's like – like, you know, but if that's totally like, – that kind of made sense. I had to think about it. I was like, wait, did you say smoking? Cause like now I, I with, but I think at the time I would have been like, yeah, yeah, you know, but like, I think socially acceptable wise, I think just because of pot, I would imagine smoking. Like I would think that smoking heroin is less intense to people than snorting it even maybe, you know, like to the lay person. 
Maybe, but see, when it comes to like something you have to freebase like that, it's not like you just, it's not like a cigarette, like the people smoking oh, it. Like, you, you know, you. they're like chasing it on foil. If you're smoking meth, you got like a little, you know, rose, the, the little glass rose pipes. Like you look like a crack, like what people think yeah, of like yeah, a crack. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. look bad. You I know? get you. I get you. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. When you're smoking a joint, it's like, you look cool. You look like Bob Marley. Right? And by the time you, yeah. And by the time, like, I think that there is also like, so yeah, there, it was, it's interesting. The, the idea, cause I don't know if this at all worked or not, but like, there were always things that I was like, well, this has a reputation, so I'm not going to do it. Right. Like, uh, like heroin. That's why I never did heroin. I never really had access to meth. So I'm worried that I may have tried that if that was around. But like, I, there's a lot of it in Florida. What there is so much of in Florida is just the pain clinics, right? So, right. so pills were like everywhere, you know, like, and uh, like Xanax is fun and shit. But, um, but yeah, like going back to the, to, to, to uh, Special K since we're still on snortables. Right, right. <laughs> As the, someone posted something about ensnuffling. No, someone t- said it on the show, ensnuffling from Miami. And I was like, oh, that's a that's a highbrow word for <laughs> Miami. <laughs> right. That has to come from a place where people are snorting stuff all the time. Yeah. Right, you know? <laughs> it's like the technical academic term for it. But yeah. uh, so, uh, okay. So allegedly there mm. was a trip that a guy named Javier took. Right. <laughs> I'm just like distancing myself even more. I don't even know what statutes of limitations are on things that never happened, so it doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> so uh, I went to uh, Tijuana. Uh, we crossed the border, and over there they have like veterinary clinics where you can just buy Special K in vials like fucking what? crazy, right? Like you buy a shit ton of them. I don't even know how many we had, but we bought so many and we were being dumb. Like we were being dumb Americans. We set, we're sitting in the middle of this like plaza, uh, that, and, and we were taking a syringe and sp- taking it from the, um, like pulling it out from the vials mm-hmm. and then spraying them into, uh, a, um, container for, uh, like contact lens solution. Right. So, so you can- so, so no, no, it wasn't even. It was just to get it across the border. Oh, oh, this is, okay. This is Got a smuggling you. that never happened. This is all fiction that I'm sharing with you. So, so we're there and we're doing this, and then this federale comes around and sees us and spots us, and we like like dumbasses. We're like hiding what we're doing, right? And he comes up to us and he's like, "Hey, you guys are shooting up. This like you're going to jail." Right. So we're faced with Mexican prison. And what we do is we show him how many vials we've emptied and tell him, like, there's no way we could shoot all of this. Like, we're just trying to get it across the border. And the guy was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> Why? He just said, oh, that's cool. It's not his fucking jurisdiction. It's not his problem. Like, he didn't say it's so, uh, he just let us go. You know, like, right. I'm, I'm uh, paraphrasing to, you know, perfect <laughs> because it never happened. But. Right. But then, so then, uh, so then somehow that stuff got across the border and then, uh, these, uh, these persons in this narrative, the protagonists of the story, <laughs> uh, went to Las Vegas and did a shit ton of that shit. I w- uh, I, I would uh, allegedly drive. This is so dumb. I'm actually embarrassed to say this as an adult. I would drive. <laughs> 
on a dissociative because so like it's if it's a psychedelic like experience basically they started using uh, uh ketamine on patients and people started tripping out and so it wasn't like that that's why it's a cat tranquilizer or horse tranquilizer or whatever the fuck they say like yeah. it's still used but like because cats maybe can't reflect on the same level or that'd be crazy if we're using it on cats and they're like tripping out on the surgeries they're having <laughs> but basically it just makes you feel like you are just like you're completely detached from your body walking it feels like you're on stilts so driving felt like i was on stilts and we were just driving to, like you know from mexico to to vegas we stayed at the at caesar hotel allegedly and just like fucking had like a a very typical uh, kids' imagination of what it's like to do to 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 do the fear and loathing thing, right? Um, yeah. And at oh. that point, it was like early two thousands, so it was still kind of cool. Vegas, like you know, it, it, it or it was like still booming, like in, with this excitement, and there were like parts of the strip that have now become like shit. But I did that again. I went and visited, and this time did acid. And it tells you how different these drugs are. But like that was like that was a fight to stay happy. That was like a <laughs> borderline bad trip the whole time. It was just like constantly having to fight off like these like experiences of how like this corporate like like you know like being a human cattle that's being moved around from ga uh, gambling machine to gambling machine, and you would sit down and there was these buzzing noises that were there so that you would not be able to sit down in the chill areas that you would sit in the daytime. So that at nighttime, the only thing you could do was gamble, and that's it. And it was just like this really fun... And, you know, we walked into this room, uh, into a casino, and all of a sudden, the the dealer with the big fake tits just starts dealing, like, and, and you know, and, and then... Uh, um, sex workers were like hitting us up and stuff and then there were like obvious locals that were scammers like just exactly. scamming people it was just like watching all of it you know <laughs> it was do you know arcade fires uh the suburbs no i never heard that okay. one okay so that that's all about like uh, you know being a, a, a like a suburban person in america and i think at that point i had just heard the news that we had passed the point where uh 50% of the world was no longer, like it was, it was more than 50% of the world is covered by man-made shit. And it was no, like, you know, like it, that was the tipping point. So that just even put me into a whole different spectrum. Cause I was thinking uh. about that. So, yeah. So, uh, I would not recommend, uh, living <laughs> in Vegas. It could be fun for you. Maybe if you don't care about like, uh, you know, the world turning into like a, uh, money milking out of you machine <laughs> you'll be chill <laughs> man i can that sounds terrible bro i'm not gonna yeah. lie that sounds like a not fun time but the first trip was really fun right the, right. the ketamine <laughs> one so i don't want to uh, you know <laughs> but yeah that that was one of those stories that i was thinking about or, uh, before but like we're getting close to the end i don't want to give you not enough time to really get into jesus because so and I, I i'm happy to start like i'm not necessarily a a, a jesus person um, and I totally respect like it. I, 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 I am of the mind though, that there is something interesting to surrender that is powerful. I know a lot of people that have had, uh, you know, belief. I, I, I know that a lot of recovery is tied to belief in a spiritual, higher spiritual being. I know that some people are able to do it without it. So I don't want to necessarily tie it directly to this, even though it's specifically, but like my experience of God is, uh, 
sometimes it feels really, really helpful to sort of like you did in your example where you reached out to Jesus to have, to reach out to something and have that comfort and not feel so alone. Uh, yeah. and, and I think there's something that like that, my dad refers to that as surrender. He's more of like a yogi kind of person. Um, oh, that's cool. But yeah, he's like, a uh, or was an obsessive, uh, meditator. He would like meditate at four in the morning. We would see him like, he would be like doing these like crazy, like brain exercises and shit. Like it was a whole thing growing up. I used to meditate uh, like when I was eight years old. Whoa, <laughs> that's, now that's something I would have never known about you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, so it was pretty intense as a, as a kid to be asked to have that, that asked of you. Cause think of an eight year old. <laughs> right. You just want to like go and be. And yeah. So anyway, yeah. Let me, let me know your thoughts and like how, 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 so we got a little sense of how Jesus came in to the picture and, and definitely whatever you want to say and maybe talk about what kind of church you're in now. Yeah. So, I mean, really bro, Jesus is what, is who brought me to, to get sober. So, um, long story short, it was a, it was a song, bro. I heard this song called Holy Spirit. Um, there's a version by Francesca Bastatelli. I heard it in the car. I was going, taking my girlfriend at the time to the bank so we could go get some money so we could get some more perks. And, um, for some reason, the Christian station was on in her mom's van and like, it just overcame me, bro. Like I had already been thinking like, man, I got to get sober. Like, I don't even like care about playing music anymore. All I care about is getting high. Like something's got to give. And it just hit me, bro. And I just felt like God was telling me, you know, like, bro, it's okay. I understand. Yes. Like you haven't been appreciating your life or like loving yourself, but it's okay. Cause I love you regardless of all of that. And after that, that night we did get the pills and I did snort those pills that night. But <laughs> after that, um, I was like, bro, I'm done. And, um, I'm just, I'm done. I'm going to start caring about my life. And I know Jesus is real. So I started reading the Bible and I was real big into like the Hebrew Israelite stuff. That's a whole nother. The hotep shit? No, they're like the opposite of the hotep. So the hoteps okay, okay. are like Egyptian, you know, African, the Hebrew Israelites believe that the, all the black and brown people of the earth are descended from the 12 tribes of Israel. And the reason why the black and brown people of the earth go through so much turmoil is because of the, the people of God just go through turmoil. And it's like another, they believe like that slavery was like the second wave of the Jewish uh, diaspora. Okay. So that's, that's what they believe. And I, I was really into that. Um, but then some of those groups get really like anti-white. Um, and that was just too much for me because there's, yeah. Jesus loves white people too. Um, yeah. so, um, so, but anyway, you picture yeah. a white Jesus. No, okay. Jesus I didn't was think not that. white. Like, okay. No, no, no. I, right. I, but that is, I, th- I mean, killer Mike did a whole episode on that shit, right? I know. And it, you know, that kind of stuff, it doesn't make me, it does kind of make me mad, but it's just because like a lot of people don't take the time to actually look into what the belief systems are. I looked at all these belief systems. I understand why Hindus believe what they believe. I understand why Muslims believe what they believe. You know what I mean? I understand why Jews believe what they believe and so on and so forth. But I chose Christianity because Jesus made himself evident to me. Like this is real. Plus in my opinion, I get out the best if I choose to be a Christian. You know what I'm saying? I feel like a reincarnation system puts too much pressure on me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna come back as a fly or some shit that's gonna die instantly because I suck. 
So like, I just, I'm just like, I don't like that. You know, it puts too much pressure on me. Jesus is like, just accept me as your savior and, and you're good. And I'm like, that's, that sounds great. Like, yeah, you know, um, so yeah, I mean, long story short, Jesus really, he came into my life and that's when I realized like, bro, this is everything. And I'm not a perfect quick Christian. I mean, y'all just heard me cuss at least three yeah. times. Um, I try is that to- anti-Christian to, to cuss? Not necessarily, um, because I'm not cursing anybody, but um, Paul does speak about in one of the epistles, he talks about like the the appearance of good and evil. You know, it's kind of like the example that was brought to me was it's like, yo, a man and a woman can live together before they're married, you know, if they're dating. But it does look like, you know, if a man and a woman are living together and they're sleeping in the same room, then I mean, what do you think is happening? You know what I mean? So yeah. that can be that can be a stumbling block to your brother who is actually struggling with lust, even though you might not struggle with that sin. You know, we're here to be an example for one another as well as Christians. Um, but that's that's what my argument against cursing would be. But sometimes I do feel like it's like, bro, that is how I speak sometimes, you know, and I'm working on it. But like I'm not intentionally trying to hurt anybody either. Yeah, yeah. But it could be a stumbling block for somebody who does like to cuss people out and actually curse people with their words. You know? Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I definitely curse people on my uh, Instagram posts, <laughs> <laughs> politicians and whatnot. Like I, I, I you're going to love this one. I recently said, uh, cause it ties into the conversation. Uh, I, Don, Donald's Rumsfeld died. And uh, I don't know if you know who that is. No, he was like the head of the CIA or something. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, th- that's close enough. I mean, I don't actually remember. He was uh, maybe Secretary of State. I, I, he was part of the Iraq War people that just like that started the wars that we can't get uh, right. out of now. Uh, right. And so I said, uh, I uh, I dance on his grave, and understand why we hope that there is a hell. <laughs> yo how be going in bro oh bro i mean i feel it I'm no but it. i mean look dude i i don't say that with I, I don't share that with you out of disrespect for your belief system or <laughs> right. anything like that oh, course, i dude. knew you would get a kick out of it because yeah. it is blasphemous to some degree <laughs> but, <laughs> but i also really enjoy look i i actually think one of the reasons that i mean you are like Okay, maybe you're not a perfect person. I've ha- haven't experienced that personally, right? Like you've always been chill with me. You've never like you've never done me any harm. But like I do feel like um, like there is a genuineness to your faith that I don't feel like it's it, it, it's never felt like intrusive. In in fact, it o- has only heightened our our relationship. You know, like uh, because you're never preachy you're always coming from a point of I'm trying to be good, which I don't think is the typical experience of like, uh, or, you know, the popular culture uh, representation, which is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show. Like you are genuinely like a kind fucking person. And you recently told me that someone that I had a disagreement with was a kind person. And when you said that, I was like, that was easy enough for me to just be like, oh, well, look, I'm not going to fucking argue with Ian. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. And, Thank it, God. and immediately like everything melted away and I, and, and it was able, I was able to sort of appreciate them and, and sort of like, just like let bygones be bygones. Cause I felt like something had been done that wasn't fair to me, but ultimately like 
I don't give a fuck, you know, like as long as, as long as we're cool moving forward, you know, but, but, but I do think of you that way. Like, I mean, um, as like, I, I don't know. I I feel calling you for me to call you a good Christian is kind of condescending or whatever. It feels weird. Right. But I think, but I think that you, that, uh, cause I like just because of my belief system, not being a part of it. Right. But, um, but I do think that like you genuinely care about people. You're a genuinely helpful person. You, you, I've seen you upset, but I've never felt like, you know, like there is a lot of, uh, and, and, and I kind of want to get pinned down. What, how do you define yourself as a Christian? Because I think that there's a lot of like people that would think of Christians as hateful. I would say that I, I'm a Catholic, so I'm a Christian, or I mean, I was raised Catholic. I don't identify as Catholic. I mean, I identify as Catholic as non-practicing Jews identify as Jews. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. <laughs> like, I'm fucked up from Catholicism. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, but but I don't. I, but for for you, it doesn't seem to be a burden. Like you're like that the 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 Christian. Like for me, it is a burden because of the baggage of growing up with it and and how it was taught to me. And also like, you know, the Italians are kind of like very um, laissez faire <laughs> about their belief system in terms of like, uh, you know, sex is really popular. <laughs> Uh, they're not always, you know, they, they use condoms and shit like that, even though the Pope right. is right there. Say, right. Not to. Yeah. <laughs> He's like waiting, he's watching. <laughs> but, but so, so to me, I think that there is a value. Like, I think that it's kind of annoying and, and, and not helpful when people are sort of dismissive of religion as a whole concept, because like, bro, it's been around for so long. You're not going to fucking like somehow figure out how humans don't have belief systems that are, you know, possibly superstitions. And, 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 um, but I think that like, there is something that like, whatever the fuck is real. I know I'm not right because I know I don't know shit. And I know one thing for sure that there have been times in my life where God has been real and God has, and, and reaching out has helped me despite the fact that I'm not a practicing religious person at all. And I also believe that God is real to you and, and, and constructive and serves like, and your, your faith serves you, not that God doesn't serve you, but like believing right. in God, you get what I'm saying? Believing right. in God. Uh, and I, and I think that that's an interesting conversation. Like, do you, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. That believing in God, like helps me in my life or no, just the, just in general, in general, how, like, not that you have to call out, like, bad Christians or anything like that. And I'm not, oh, I'm yeah. not trying, but I'm just saying, like, Christianity tends to have a bad rap, right? No, like, do you have, are you ever con- confronted with that shit or? All the time. I mean, bro, every show me and my wife watch, it's like, whenever there's a Christian character, they're, like, super judgmental. They're, like, super, like, up on a high horse all the time. And it's like, bro, they, they're steady playing Christian, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I yeah. feel. And it's not like that. You know, that's not true Christianity. Jesus, one of the biggest things Jesus said that everybody knows is like, you know, if you're looking at somebody else's sin, you need to look at your own. Why don't you take the plank? It's like a big old log out of your eye before you take the splinter out of your brother's eye. You know what I'm saying? So how can I tell you you're messing up? There's so many ways that I'm messing up. Jesus even tells us like, like the Pharisees um, were the people who were like the 
the they were like the biblical scholars of like the Torah at that time. And they were like the church leaders and they were so perfect. And they were the ones who wanted to kill Jesus. And Jesus was like, bro, like even if you're perfect in the law, if you do all the Jewish laws and stuff correctly in your mind, if you think about sinning, then you already done sin. You know what I'm saying? So really you, you can't be perfect. So all of that, like people being extra judgmental and stuff like that, that's not right. You know, and even in the epistles, the purpose of the epistles is really to teach people how to be a church. And he talks a lot about correcting and love. Like, yeah, like I might got to tell somebody if they're, a, if they're a Christian, first of all, if you're in the club, then I, I tell you, Hey, that's not right for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what we believe in. We believe in the Bible. You're doing something that's going against the Bible. I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to tell you, Hey, that's not, you know, that's not what we're trying to do. And that's fine. You know, but then you got these people like uh, the other year when I was at NAM, there were people outside like guy hates, you know, FAGs, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Excuse my language, God, uh, guys, um, you know, but it's just that's 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 how hurt, hateful and hurtful the people's words can be. And I'm like, bro, how is that going to help anybody find Jesus? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if there are there are gay Christians, right? There is no sin, yes, by the Bible standards, homosexuality is a sin. I just bring this up because this is one of the first things that always comes up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But, bro, God also says there's no all sins are equal. So if you have a lustful eye, you don't cheat on your wife, but you you look you looking at that girl over there, then you're just as wrong or just as bad as anybody and everybody else. So don't be out here talking about God hates gay people because, like, if that's the case, then God hates you too, bro. You know what I'm saying? But God actually loves us all. You know, so that's, and, so you, okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not. I mean, this is a, a, like I, this is not like a, a, a spectrum for the, a debate. I asked you to open up about your religious right. stuff, so no. But but it, it's no. I'm just processing what you said, so I'm I, I don't want to come back at you with like a question questioning it, right? Like you shared a thought and you stated where you stand, and like. Um, I've actually also heard people say that 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 is misinterpreted, but um, so so I, I I mean I'm I've never seen you be like a hateful person, so you know, and you you directly just said that you're not happy with people saying that shit, right? No. So 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 I would say that in contemporary society, and I'm not attacking you. I'd say that the the spot where that that where that becomes a little bit challenging um, on the reception, and I, I, I and I don't I'm not saying that you necessarily believe this, but like is that uh, it's sort of making it like well, I guess you you know what I t I I do this sometimes I I convince myself around because slut shaming is shit too, right? Thanks. Okay, I get you. You know what? I get you. Facts. That's right. also not cool. You know, yeah. and that's the other thing that Paul is saying, bro, you are to correct your brothers and sisters in Christ. They haven't even they haven't even said, yo, I want to follow Jesus. If you don't want to follow Jesus, I'm not going to force you to follow Jesus. And it's not even wrong for you to do that because you're not even doing what I'm doing. That's like a vegan coming up and telling me, well, eating meat is wrong, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I'm not a vegan. So I'm not being a vegan wrong because I'm not a vegan. Yeah. You know, so you don't be going to these people and telling them they doing wrong. Now, if they come to you and they ask you, hey, what do you think about this? Then, OK, that's a whole nother conversation. But these yeah. people who are out here protesting people, you know, like Westboro and places like that, that is not, in my opinion, of God's love. Also, I just want to put a disclaimer. 
I truly believe that no man can fully comprehend the word of God. The word of God is comprehended through God himself living in us. And we are not always 100% living in God. Because if yeah. we were, then we, we would be Jesus. Because that's what Jesus was. Yeah. If you look at the biblical, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess for the audience, to just okay. so, that, so that I acknowledge it, and, okay. I, and I'm not saying uh, it's negative or not. I'm saying that from what you were, were describing, I guess where I got caught up is okay. like trying to pin down. So it is heteronormative, essentially. And, 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 and I'm not, I'm not, we don't have to debate that. I just want to pin down what that, what it was that I was struggling with when you, because I like what you're saying about all sins being equal. Right. Um, and it makes sense why at the time period, like, I don't even know, you, you, you know, like, I, I don't know enough about history to, to really comment on that. But, um, but the idea, but yeah, so, so it's, I guess it's heteronormative in the, in, 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 in and, and then we can just stop. Like, we don't have to keep addressing, cause like this is, you know, this shit has been covered so much. Right. right, right. And, and I just want to get your take. And I don't think that you're, you're hateful. I think that you're interpreting some text and, 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 um, and, and you're trying to adhere to a set of rules. And in this set of rules, it says that I don't think that you are like are judgmental, uh, uh, from the way you said it or from what I know about you, you know, like, so, so anyway, we can move on. Uh, what other things about, about Jesus, but it, what I found interesting, cause there, like, there's also, you're also from Alabama. There's an interesting thing about, um, like, like wh it, when people make, uh, the dumb person noise, right? Like, or the, when people talk like a dumb person in the U S what, what accent do they use? Do they go British? No, they, they, they go Southern, they right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I can understand that being frustrating as fuck, you know, it, it, but I had never thought about that. Like there, th there is something sort of crazy about like, cause we're living in this city, LA, right. which is where all of that shit is made. And it's all these people that get to go to these like fancy schools, come out here and then just shit on their hometowns and all the people that they didn't like. You know, and then, and, and it, it's, it's an interesting thing, man. So uh, do, do you, like, what, what shows have you had to turn off that we, that, that people like that? Cause I wouldn't even think of like this, you know, like what shows were just like, I can't fucking do this. Um, there's not many that I turn off. I usually just watch it just to see what people think. Cause I'm always interested in what people think. You know what I mean? Even if I don't agree with it, they have a reason for that, you know? Yeah, yeah. But one thing that I did did turn off and I've like backed away from, which I hate because I actually think this person is hilarious, um, is Hannibal Burris. Um, <laughs> Hannibal Burris, he, he just really like anti-Christian. He really doesn't yeah. like Jesus. He doesn't like people following Jesus. He thinks it's stupid, um, which is his right. You know what I mean? But that's that's one thing. The Southern shaming doesn't affect me as much mm. um, because I, when I moved up North, so I grew up most of my life in Ohio. When I moved up North, I changed the way I talk. Cause when I first moved up there, like I used to talk like this, like, cause you know, everybody, everybody down south, like if you're black and you're down, you're like, that's how everybody talks down there. So if you're black and you're from the South, like you're going to sound a lot more like that than, you know, Hey y'all, 
you know, my name's in, you know, <laughs> man, I went down there to the store and you're not going to sound like that if you're black, most likely. I love, you know? I love both. Uh, you should do, do be a voiceover artist, bro. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. You just got you got two sides of Alabama right there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the southern thing they usually go for the the white sounding Uh southern um, is the more traditional southern accent. And for those who are listening through audio, I'm doing air quotes here. Air quotes. I Uh, think the the (laughs) emphasis in your voice was there. I think people could hear. Okay. Um, (laughs) But. Yeah, so that doesn't affect me really as much. But I think I think it's exactly what you said. People move to the big city and they start getting big in their britches and they're mad at everyone who didn't understand them. But it's like, bro, you got to understand, like, you don't have to do anything. But I choose to try to understand why they don't understand. Yeah. You know, why was the guy who was such a a a-hole to me in high school? Why was he like that? Like, maybe it's because he like was in a huge like Catholic family and there were 13 kids and like, he didn't have a voice. And so like within this health class, he has a voice and you know what I mean? Like you gotta, it's easier to reflect, you know? Yeah. Well, cool, man. I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I've really enjoyed our conversation. I I, like that. One of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on the show is that there is an intimacy to podcasting that like, I like, I knew I was just going to get to know things about you that I didn't know, you know? And, and, and it's, uh, like, I, I really appreciate you've you've actually done a lot of Christian stuff for me, or like in the time that I've known you, and and so I want to acknowledge that like, um, you know, at, at, like that you're kind of genuine in your moral code, at the very least, right? So 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 I I appreciate that. And like, uh, COVID was tough. I didn't have a car when I started. I probably wouldn't have a car if you didn't have your uh, outgoing, friendly personality that knows a lot of people and, and you know, knows like you, you're you're the guy with the hookup, <laughs> especially for Priuses, right? You know, there you go. <laughs> yeah, well, my boy got you, my boy got you. <laughs> so I'm saying no. So I'm saying like I I definitely wanted to 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 talk this to talk about some of this stuff because we have a lot in common. I think that I think that uh, a lot of people listening are going to have issues with the heteronormative things th- about. Your faith, I uh, am not that concerned with you being a hateful person, so it doesn't trigger me that much, right? right. Because essentially, you, you get what I'm saying, like, and and how you say it, it's like, well, this is this like it's sort of like, um, you know, I'm trying to be an Orthodox Jew, like you are adhering to sort of the teachings that have been around for a very long time and have hurt a lot of people, but also helped people. That's their staying power. So, so I, I, you know, like I got mad love for you. I want people to, uh, co- check out your show. You have a really dope show, which I am very impressed with. You make beats, uh, on the fucking fly, uh, in your live stream. It's called uh, finding grooves. I, I tune in somewhat regularly, actually. And, yeah. and, you know, like I, I actually find myself tuning in, like not, not because I want you to like me or anything, but because there's a nice vibe, you know, like, and it's a good way to catch up with you. Like there's uh, the, and, and so sometimes you, I've seen you have like 
insane technical issues and you and sometimes the episode is just watching you cope with that <laughs> and that is super valid that is super helpful you know a lot about a lot of shit you you are a very you are uh if people need a sound engineer uh they should hit you up you're at you're uh at ian mcdaniel uh on instagram right at ian mcdaniel music at ian mcdaniel music on instagram you have a youtube channel what's the youtube channel called uh, if you just search Ian McDaniel on YouTube, I'll be, you'll see my big old head. I'll be the first thing that pops up. Cool, for sure. And uh, anything else that I, we can promote for you, man? Uh, for now, that that's really it, man. Definitely follow on Instagram so you guys can see, like, the stuff that's coming. I definitely have some treats uh, on the horizon. Uh, I, I really do value, like, educating people um, on how to make music. So there, there are going to be some things of that nature coming up soon, so... You the know, free knowledge me. that I've gotten from you, dude. <laughs> just because you're nice and giving, like I've learned a lot just on uh, on production. I mean, well, do you did you want to end on the push on the Ableton push? <laughs> just seeing it's phrasing. We'll just do a commercial for the Ableton push. No right way. We gotta wait till they sponsor us, bro. We okay, can't, we can't right, sing right. their phrases. <laughs> I'll bleep out every time I say push. No. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I'm at what's my thesis on Instagram. At what at Javier Proenza on Instagram, you can find us on YouTube. And if you w- listen to us as a podcast only, oh, uh, well, it's all good. <laughs> we got through it, motherfucker. <laughs> my camera just went out, and we've uh, had to reschedule twice because my fucking shit has been dying, and it never happens. And it's so such it makes me feel like such an asshole. But anyway, we got through this one. So let me finish wrapping up. And uh, yeah, uh, if you have any stuff that you want to comment, and uh, I definitely will answer your comments. So if you listen to it as a podcast only, and you want to get some uh, responses to stuff, you know, just be nice to my guest and be nice to me. <laughs> and I will be happy to, to respond. Thank you so much. And uh, 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 well, see you next week. And hold on. Let me stop the recording. Uh, Ace. So-